Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. This is Bewilderbeasts, an infotainment show dedicated to inspiring curiosity for all ages by investigating the ways animals intersect at humanity. I am not a historian, an ethologist, a researcher, a scientist, a zoologist, a trained audio engineer, or an expert in, well, anything. Y'all, I'm lucky if I can remember to put my clean laundry in the dryer before it gets funky. And while I make every effort to present things as accurately as I can with a fun flair, I'm going to mess up. And that's okay. I hope I've given you a nice place to jump off from on your own adventures into curiosity. Or at the very least, I've given you the key to win your next round of trivia. Hello and welcome to Bewilder Beasts. I'm your host, Melissa McHugh McGrath, recording next to a fireplace waiting for the big man. On today's episode, we're going to do a little throwback about a whole lot of birds. Ready? Let's go! Christmas. This little bonus episode that you're about to hear was one of a three-story episode recorded in 2020 in the depths of COVID lockdowns before vaccines. Which reminds me, have you been good this year and got your vaccine, if you're eligible? If so, you get bonus presents under the tree from the big man. So some references might be thankfully dated, but I will say with new variants, and in my state, we have the highest number of ICU patients with COVID than at any other point during the pandemic. The vast majority of those people are unvaccinated people in the hospital right now. They are likely missing their family and their friends this time of year. Y'all, this isn't over yet, so please be safe and get vaccinated if you're eligible and able to get your shot. Please, before you go smooching under any mistletoe, get your vaccine, then still exercise some caution for those who can't get poked. Mask up when you're indoors. Not maybe for you, but definitely for other people. And I have one more episode planned for 2021. This is an episode about song battling ghost horses as a traditional Happy New Year, y'all, in Scotland. Guys, it's bonks. It's so cool. It's everything. I love it. And then I will likely take a little bit of time off. Then I'll see y'all in 2022. So with that, let's make fourth grade teachers everywhere feel better about sending kids on winter break by practicing the sing-songiest holiday-inspired math problem, how many birds did a true love get, what are calling birds, and why don't, why I don't think that the love in this story actually loves the recipient of all these gifts. I truly think that it's more of a toxic relationship where the love is trying to bail by overburdening the recipient with a ton of unwanted farm chores. So ready? Let's do this. By the time this airs, you might have already heard the most math-centric song of the Christmas season playing already. Ah, the 12 days of Christmas. 
I think this is one of the most bizarrely referenced psalm for some interesting conspiracies and theories. See, some say it's a secret codex worthy of the Da Vinci Code to help Christians learn and pass on the tenets of their faith while avoiding persecution. Persecution is a fancy word of uh, treating people unkindly or imprisoning them or doing them intentional harm due to a person's religion or race. At least, this is the theory that a popular meme that goes around every year at this time suggests, and this theory seems to have started about 25 years ago. Interestingly, that's about the same time that the internet really got popular. And like most things circulating the internet, it's shared without any reputable historical reference point. Remember kids, choose your sources carefully. The idea is that Jesus is representative of the partridge in a pear tree. Catholics weren't exactly so persecuted at the time that this Christmas carol became popular that they would need to hide their song coded in birds and people. Jesus isn't the partridge. The four apostles are not the four calling birds. If Catholic folks were so afraid to come out of the celebration of Christmas that there would be a mass hiding of the religion in song, which actually does happen in many cases, this is not one of them. See the history of Irish music. They wouldn't also be able to celebrate Christmas at the time that this song was written. And that's not historically supported as evidenced by massive celebrations and singing other Christmas carols door to door. So Jesus as a partridge is totes busted. But it did lead me to think about some of the other animals in this song. In this song, The Twelve Days of Christmas, a true love gave his, or her, or their, partner 12 days of presents. Whee! I love, 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 presents. But I'm frugal. How much would all of this cost? Well, the 2019 cost of all the gifts would be around $39,000. And that's about the same cost as a red 2020 Ford Mustang GT, manual transmission because I love stick shift cars, heated leather seats, and a premium sound system. And I personally think that it would be much more practical than a pond of geese. And for the record, Ford Mustangs are not really known for being practical in my region, so that's telling you something. The cost of the gifts have not gone up much in the last year, but neither has the money people have been getting from working. The milkmaids haven't seen a wage increase in over 10 years, assuming that they're paid at the federal minimum wage of $7.25 an hour, they are getting the short end of the stick. Besides, there is something to be said for moderation. If you were really to think of it, those 12 gifts, those $39,000 worth of gifts, which is a good haul, aren't just 12 gifts. Some, like the partridge in a pear tree, were given 12 days in a row. So with the updated math that comes to over $170,000, that is comparable to a three-bedroom, two-bathroom home in Vargas, North Dakota, and the Mustang and a partridge in a pear tree. This is also the equivalent to renting a windowless 8x8 closet in Boston, Massachusetts for a year in a two-bedroom apartment that you share with six strangers. I wanted to know if the receiver of the gifts were to be able to find space for all those dang birds. We know from previous episodes that birds can get frisky. But how many birds total did the true love get? Well. Let's look at the number of birds that were given. We have one partridge and a pear tree for 12 nights in a row, so that's 12. 
We have two turtle doves for 11 days. We have three French hens for 10 days. Four calling birds, ooh, which historians believe were actually four collie birds. That's the French word meaning black as coal. So four calling birds are likely blackbirds, and you have four a day for nine days. That's 36 blackbirds. Five golden rings. Those aren't birds, but they are. Five golden rings are not likely the rings that you are thinking of. Evidence suggests that the golden rings were actually the rings around the pheasant's neck, or it could even refer to gold sphinx, an old name for a goldfinch, given that every other reference to gifts are ornithologically related. Partridge, turtle doves, blah, blah, blah. Rings around a pheasant's neck, or goldfinches, fit much better than the random gifts from a jeweler. Besides, there's no gift in here that I can see a lot of folks outside of an aviary enthusiast wanting, so why on earth would the lover start on day five, mixing it up with some fancy rings? This lover is leaning in hard to the presents that no one asked for, so I'm going on the assumption that this is just another bleeping bird. So let's go with goldfinches. Sorry, diamond industry. He could have said it with Jared, but instead he got 40 ringed birds of a sort. Six geese a laying for seven days is 42 geese. Seven swans a swimming, also 42, because seven times six is the same as six times seven. It's math. So when you add it all up, you have 224 birds alone out of a total of 364 gifts. So if you were given 12 partridges, 12 trees, 22 turtle doves, 30 French hens, 36 blackbirds, 40 pheasants, 42 geese laying eggs in a pond with 42 swans, the swans being the most expensive item at $13,000, and that's without a water feature accessory that is mandatory for these birds. I don't know about you, but I just feel like this is a hoarding situation, or at the very least, overwhelming and probably not welcome. Plus all that bird poop, feathers, feeding, care, space so they feel safe. You know, the more I'm looking at this animal gifting portion, I had completely left out the giving a person other people. See, someone gave this poor love 140 humans, which is very upsetting, unless they were paid fairly for their work and labor, which is not part of the song. Who gives someone 40 women milking cattle? And where would you even put the cows? We just found space for the turtle doves in the pantry. Yeah, I'm starting to think that this partner, while the song is often presented as a love story, isn't. I think it actually has more potential for the next American horror story season. Here, my true love, I love you so much, I'm giving you a DIY bird hoarding kit. And you get to clean up after it, all of it. Make sure that they get the care they need and food and quality veterinary care. Good luck. The poor love will spend hours every day taking care of just the birds. And that's only if the love isn't arrested for noise complaints or animal neglect if they live in a city. Oh my god, what if they hate Alfred Hitchcock and they're afraid of birds? Drummers drumming, lords are leaving, probably all over that bird poop. Ladies dancing, and a third floor walk up? Come on, not even on New Year's. Your neighbors would hate you, and all of this is an absolute no-go during COVID-19. Not cool, gift giver. Not cool. Presents shouldn't be work for the receiver unless they specifically asked for it. 
chocolate, that's a present. Stuffed animals, super cool. Puzzles, yay. Legos, yes. Books, 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 yes, please. Giving the gift of anxiety, caretaking, emotional labor, and never-ending financial burden in this economy? And there's the responsibility of sending her all of these people. Let's just take the darkness out of it and assume it was for a performance and they were paid for their time, a comfortable sum, in the time of COVID, no thank you, stay home. I really don't think he liked her that much and he was trying to send a very clear message. So to recap, the 12 days of Christmas. It can't possibly be a love song. It's not a secret song about religion, but it was likely a song about memorization, a game to play on long whatever trips people took before cars, and a way that elementary school teachers can get fourth graders to think about exponential economics in a long-form word problem that has nothing to do with a train leaving a station at 50 miles an hour. This song absolutely stands the test of time as a surefire way to drive at least one grandfather in my daughter's life absolutely batty. And it is a perfect cautionary tale about how to find appropriate presents or a partner who can read the room and gift give responsibly. So thank you for joining me in this remastered from the vault version of this episode of Bewilderbeasts. I hope that it brought you joy in this holiday season, maybe in a car with your family or telling your teacher or joking with your friends. And if you want to give me a present or honestly, any small little podcaster in your life, if they're in your ear holes, bop over to iTunes Podchaser or anywhere where you're listening right now. Just give a thumbs up or leave five golden rings or stars or whatever. Maybe even leave a few words of encouragement because, you know, I like it when people tell me that I'm informative or made them laugh or, you know, just be nice and tell me I'm pretty. That's fine, too. <laughs> Maybe leave a few words of encouragement. It really does, all joking aside, it does mean a lot and it would be the nicest gift that you could give me. And it's free. So I'm Melissa McHugh McGrath, your ho-ho host. If there are news stories, historical animals looking at you, Arbor Day Woodpecker, send it in to bewilderbeastpod at gmail.com. Tweet at bewilderedpod, bewilderbeastpod on Facebook, and bewilderbeasts on Instagram. Links, as always, are cited. And in this case, as it's a throwback episode, all resources can be found in the show notes of episode 15, Christmas Carol Creatures from 2020. Introduction music is Tiptoe Out the Back by Dan Leibowitz. Thanks, Dan. And interstitial music is by MK2. Thanks, MK2. Additional music is provided by Pixabay and freesound.org. Don't forget to like and subscribe, review, and share with your curious friends. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at podfix on Twitter, official underscore podfix on Instagram, at podfixnetwork on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.